together everybody i love you jesus and i praise and worship your great and mighty and holy name you are the god of gods and the king of kings and the lord of lords and i praise thee O lord and i worship thee O holy father thank you thank you thank you everybody said praise the lord you have a bible tonight Turning to the book of Galatians. Beautiful service tonight. Glad for each and every one that's here. And we love and appreciate the Lord God Almighty for being a church-going God. Two or three are gathered together in His name. Everybody said, Jesus. You gathered together in His name. He said, there am I in the midst of you. I want, to, I want Jesus in our midst. Going to church and him not being there is absolutely no value whatsoever. But when he's there, it makes it more than worth it. Galatians chapter 1, from Paul, an apostle, not of men, neither by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. A lot of people have problems right there. They have difficulties. But if you'll remember your Bible or learn it and study it in subject matter, then you will find that the Bible tells you 
in John 4 and 24 that God is a spirit. And so what this, you want to see, the people get very mixed up and they think like there's three gods or ten gods or a hundred gods or whatever. And they get very confused also by conjunctions and uh, things like the word and. And somehow, you know, we've got God and da-da-da and da-da-da and. And so they keep adding up gods. And uh, what you should be adding is titles. There are many titles that the one eternal God holds. Uh, and you want to get the revelation that uh, when it said to be baptized in the name of of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Some people only get the titles, Father, Son, Holy Ghost. They never get the name. The name of the Father, Son, Holy Ghost is Jesus Christ. You got to get the name. That's what it said. It didn't say names, and it didn't say titles. And that came from uh, Roman Catholicism, actually, in about 325 A.D. They were the ones that instituted that type or mode and form of baptism. And shortly after that, they also brought about the dry cleaning system, that's when they sprinkled people. Uh, where the Bible teaches, the word baptism itself means to dip under, all the way under, to immerse, in other words. Jesus himself, in the days of his flesh, he was baptized by John the baptizer, and when he came straightway up out of the water, you got to get in it to come out of it. When he came straightway up out of the water, then, lo, the heavens were opened over him, and the Spirit descended upon him, manifesting itself in the form of a dove, voice speaking from heaven, This is my Son, in whom I am well pleased. I want to uh, have God's Spirit in me, and I want him to be well pleased. The difference is, I have his Spirit in me, but I have it by measure. But in the man Christ Jesus, according to Colossians 2 and 9, dwell the fullness of of the very God bodily. And everybody said amen. amen. It pleased the Spirit to dwell in Him to the fullness. That is also 1 in 9 of Colossians, 19 of Colossians. So when you see here Paul being an apostle, it wasn't of men. He didn't do it himself. He didn't call himself an apostle. He didn't go buy him a hat and write apostle on it or a shirt that said apostle on it. But he was an apostle not of men but or neither by man but by Jesus Christ and God. So there's a reference to the flesh, Jesus Christ, the man, Christ Jesus, the one that was tempted in all points like as you and I are, yet he was without sin because in him dwelled God or the Spirit to the fullness. And everybody said amen. That's why your Bible said in 1 Timothy 3.16 that God, was manifest in the flesh. That means God was clearly shown and demonstrated in the flesh. Your Bible tells you that God is a spirit and that he is invisible. And no man has seen him at any time, neither can see him. But this invisible God, this one God who created the heavens and the earth, well, this one God chose to show himself visibly one day. And so he robed himself in flesh. Where did that flesh come from? It came from Mary. Because your Bible tells you that that which was conceived in her was of his Holy Spirit. Matthew chapter 1. And everybody said, praise the Lord. So you don't have to get confused here. You just have to stay with subject matter. And if you'll always keep it straight in your heart, flesh and spirit. What died on the cross? The flesh did. What raised it up from the dead on the third day? 
The Spirit did. So the Spirit withdrew. My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Because the flesh felt the Spirit leaving. And it's like, where are you going? Or what's said? Need a little help here, not feeling you. Well, he left. And that body was then taken down and prepared and placed in a burial and the, with the, with the um, wicked, <laughs> you know, the Bible teaches. Buried commonly, if you please. But then the Bible teaches that the third day, that spirit, that one Holy Spirit, re-entered that body, raised it up, and that's why he said, no man takes my life from me, I give it. He said, I have power, the flesh said this now, with the fullness of God, and as he said, in me dwells all the fullness, and he said, I have all power in heaven and earth. Yet because of his humility, he thought it not robbery to be equal with the Spirit. In other words, he kept that flesh under subjection. And he knew, that's why he said often, it's not me, but it's the Father in me that doeth all these good things. And if you can't believe me for that, then believe me for the very work's sake. Because that's what Nicodemus said. Hey, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, from the Spirit looking at you, man. I'm looking at you flesh and blood, but hey, you're doing some things here. And that's that's not the, the norm or the natural. So he said, we know that thou art a teacher come from God, from the Spirit. And so you want to understand that people begin to recognize that in him dwelled the fullness of the very God. That's why they wanted to kill him. Because you make yourself God, they said. Not because of thus and so or thus and so, but because you make yourself God. But he told them, it's not me, but it's my heavenly Father. It's the Spirit in me. you got to get Spirit in flesh. The invisible came visibly. God, who is a Spirit, was manifested in the flesh. That's not three gods there's not ten gods there's one God in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth and everybody said amen. amen come on now amen so and went on to say who raised him from the dead I had a woman tell me one time uh, that that God died on the cross I said if God died honey we all in trouble okay God's a spirit he ain't dying all right, flesh dies, but the Spirit of the Lord does not die. And he said, I am the Lord thy God, and I change not. We serve an ever, a never-changing God. The devil can't make that claim. He's changing all the time. He can't change what he is. He's a liar. From the very beginning, no truth abode in him. He is a liar. But God is truth. When God tells you, that settles it. Just up to you to believe it. All right? Well, let's read on. I got a little happy there, didn't I? Right off the cuff. Boy, oh boy. And all the brethren which are with me unto the churches or the congregations of Galatia. That could just as well be Belgrade or whatever. Uh, grace be to you and peace from God the Father. And there it is again. From our Lord Jesus Christ. A reference to the invisible and a reference to the visible. A reference to the spirit, a reference to the flesh. Spirit in flesh. Get that revelation and you're going to be all right. Say, well, gee, I'm not sure. Well, how about when Jesus said, um, when Philip said, show us the Father and we'll be satisfied. And Jesus said, have I been so long time with thee and thou knowest me not? He said, when you've seen me, he said, you've seen the Father. Well, that's pretty plain, folks. Okay. 
Well, here we go. So, who gave himself for our sins, that he might deliver us from this present evil world, according to the will of God and our Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Verse 6, I marvel that ye are so soon removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. In other words, he marveled that these people stepped away from the truth. And, had, and he said, which is not another. You go talking about another gospel. He said, there isn't another gospel, which is not another. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. But though we, the apostle, that was not of men or, or man, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. And he says in verse 9, And as we said before, so say I now again, if any man preach any other gospel unto you than that ye have received, let him be accursed. Everybody said, praise the Lord. I want to tell you, God, and I'll say it, you know, in a manner that I hope you won't forget, God ain't changing his mind. Okay? This was a long, thought-out plan. Before the foundation of the world, God set this all in motion and saw it all in his great mind. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. It came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, that Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples. Now, there are people that do have, shall I say, generic or general beliefs. Um, these folks were a little bit beyond that because, as you will find out and we will read, and this is Acts chapter 19, reading verse, just read verse 1, that um, <clears throat> these folks did come from a right beginning. They came from the forerunner, which was John the baptizer. And John the baptizer was out there, and all the folks round about Jerusalem and Judea and the hill country thereabout, they came, Jordan, and they came to him at the river of Jordan, and they came to be baptized of him. That's exactly where John baptized his cousin Jesus his cousin according to the flesh, thanks to Mary. And everybody said amen. amen. All right. So he's, this is Paul now. He said unto them, very important question here. This is what people need to be asked. We had a woman, my wife and I today, that began to tell us all about the things conspiracy-wise in this world. She's naming names and what's wrong with this and what's wrong with that and three satellites and they cut off that communication that's the end of things and the food sources are all poisoned and all these different things are going to happen and and you know what I said you're right you're right yep you're right and they're getting, training a militia and they're going to take over that yep you're right you're right you're right so I said that's why I'm living for the world to come oh I know all about that just like that just I know all about that that Christian stuff swept it aside and, and yet, wanted to go into great detail about why that whale that came up on the beach and the guy cut the tail off and made off with it, why that disappeared 
and there's no available data. Now, you know what, folks? I don't care about the whale. I don't care about the data. Okay? I don't care about the Bilderbergs, and I don't care about the Illuminati, because I'm telling you, what's going to happen here is going to happen. Because the Bible said in Revelation, He has put it in their hearts to fulfill His will. You better tell yourself that you want to serve the living, true, eternal God who sent an angel, a special messenger, to an obedient person and said, Thou shalt call His name Jesus. That, that other inspiration that He sent in His Word, holy men of old spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost and said, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And that's what we must do. Forget about the whales. Forget about the sharks. Forget about the colliding communications. Forget about certain types of people who rule over other people and what their ideas are. Forget about different names of different things. Just get the one name, okay? Get the name that's above every name. Get baptized in that name. Washed in his blood. Filled with his Holy Ghost spirit and live for him and for the world to come. Believe in him who will not change because he's right and he's perfect to begin with. So he ain't changing. And everybody said amen. But I'm going to tell you what, that devil, now that devil, he changes all the time. He masquerades. He will tell you all kinds of things. I hope you're not tired of me telling you about the cowboy in the blizzard riding the horse. Can't see where he's going. You'd have to think of it as a giant hurricane rainstorm because most of us haven't been in the snow, at least not very often. Right, Brother Chuck? Anyway, blizzard, whiteout, they call it. Can't see anything. The moon is shining some light, and the cowboy is trying to keep a path here. And he's got his coat, and he's got his collar turned up. Cold, but he's keeping everything moving to keep the blood circulating. Suddenly, the moonlight shining on the path that he's trying to keep a little direction and have a point of reference somewhere, and he sees a snake. And the snake speaks to him and says, "You say snake spoke to him? Well, he sure spoke to Eve. You know that old devil can really project himself." And he speaks out to the cowboy, and he says, "Oh, cowboy!" He says, take me into your coat, that nice big sheep coat you got, because I'm cold out here. Cowboy says, no way. I'm not taking you in. Oh, come on, cowboy. I'm cold and I'm freezing. I'm going to freeze to death out here. Take me into your warm coat. He says, no way. You're a snake. He says, yeah, but I'll be good. And, and, and I, I, I won't bite you. Just take me in. I'm cold. I'm freezing. I'm going to die out here. Cowboy. Well, it is cold. Okay. You promise now you won't bite me. Oh, yeah. I ain't going to bite you, man. Bro. Take me in. Cowboy took the snake in nestled under that coat. He started to get the horse going again. 
got just a little ways down the road to where he was feeling really comfortable, the cowboy. And all of a sudden, ow! And that snake bit him right in the juggler, right in the big vein in the side of his neck. Unleashed all that venom. Went instantly into his bloodstream. Didn't leave him much time to live. And he cried out, the cowboy did. He said, you promised you wouldn't bite me. And the snake said, yeah. He said, but you knew I was a snake when you took me in. The devil changes. The devil changes. He changes all the time. But you know, when God gives you a promise, it's an amen. It's an amen. It's a so be it. It's a done deal. You don't have to worry about God changing his mind on his word. And that's what the Apostle Paul was saying in Galatians. And that's what he says here when he comes to these folks. And the first thing, first crack out of the box. Not, hi, how you doing? How's your grandma? How's your uncle? How's you? uh -uh. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? I hadn't so much heard where there'd be any Holy Ghost. Well, you know, I was like that once. I wasn't always a preacher. I wasn't always in the body of Christ. I had never read the Bible. And I was pretty close to, I was 20 years old. And, and uh, I, I, didn't, I didn't know anything. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Haven't heard about that. Oh, well, then he, he gets serious with it now. Because you don't want to leave this thing half done, half undone, you know. Because the Bible said in John 3 and 5 to that one who said it was the teacher that was recognized as coming from God. And he said, you have to be, he said, you must be born again off water and of the Spirit, or you cannot see the kingdom of God. And boy, that very smart Supreme Court judge of the land. He looked at Jesus and he said, Huh? Oh my, what do I do? Get my mama and enter the second time into her womb? Well, I hope he didn't ask mama about that. But beyond that, Jesus never even minced words with him. He just came right back and he said, Verily, verily, or truly, truly, I say unto thee, or truth, truth. I say unto thee, you must be born again of water and of the Spirit, or you cannot enter into the kingdom of God. He said, that which is born of the flesh, flesh, that takes care of that going back into the womb the second time. That's flesh. That's the disciples saying, who forgot the bread? And Jesus said, I wasn't talking to you about bread. I was talking to you about the leaven of the false doctrine of the Pharisees. You know, and many other such examples that I won't take time that the spiritual mind, you know, doesn't rise up sometimes. The, the natural mind rises up, and people think naturally. And so he says to them here, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Haven't heard. Well, he didn't leave it halfway now. He said, unto what then were you baptized? Now, of course, we got lots of people that would say, baptism ain't necessary. Baptism don't save you. You get baptized to join the church. Really? So it's more required to join the little local congregation than it is to 
get this Holy Ghost, this great truth of salvation. But that's not what the Apostle Paul said. And here he's first crack out of the box. He's not mincing any words, same as Jesus. And he says, unto what then were you baptized? Well, they didn't claim they hadn't heard that. They said, well, John's baptism. So I told you, they had a pretty good beginning there. Pretty, they were baptized by the same one that Jesus in the days of his flesh was baptized by. And why did Jesus do that anyway? John's standing right there saying, oh, man, no way. I'm not baptizing you. you I need to be baptized by you. Jesus said, uh, John, I want to tell you this nicely. Shut up. He said, you tolerate, you suffer, you listen, you submit to what I'm saying to you. He said, because I must fulfill all righteousness. This flesh got to do what the spirit in him to the fullness is saying. For this purpose have I come. And now what he told Peter, when Peter said, ain't nobody going to hurt you. Look at my sword. I'll lop their ear off. He didn't know how prophetic he was, did he? Of course, he didn't really say ear, but, you know, he was going to, he had bad aim that day or that guy flinched, whatever it was. But he made it clear he wasn't going to let that happen to the Lord. And the Lord said, Satan, you get behind me. And Peter was like, who, me? I, I was just willing to defend you. Yeah, but he said, you savor the things of the flesh, the things of this world, the things of the devil more than the things of the Spirit. He said, I came for this purpose. I know they're going to whip this flesh. I know they're going to beat this flesh. I know the blood is going to run. They're going to put a crown of thorns on my head. Why don't you go read Isaiah 53, Peter? Go through that lesson again. Okay? So Jesus had to get that message to John. I must fulfill all righteousness. I've got to show these people how to do it. I'm not just going to talk the talk I'm going to walk the walk I'm not just going to tell them to do something I'm going to lead them to do something I'm going to be what I am a chief example here and so Jesus himself was baptized by John the baptizer as we stated earlier so they said we were baptized by John they're feeling pretty good about that Woo, that's a pedigree John. Well, you know, in a sense, they're right. They were baptized by the right guy, doing the right thing, following the directions of the Spirit when he, in between chomping on locusts and wild honey. One of the locusts probably pretty crunchy, you know. Actually, they were beans, but it's okay. Sounds better when you think they're locusts and got them legs hanging out, doesn't it? But anyway, <clears throat> they, uh, they said we were baptized under John, and so Paul came right back and said, that's good. Yep, fine. But just remember, don't forget the rest of the things John said. He said you were to believe on him which should come after him. Remember when John said, I must decrease that he might increase? And they, they tried to start a, a, little, a little turf war. They said uh, uh, to John the Baptist, he said, oh, Master, uh, this other one, Jesus, he's, he's making and baptizing more people than you. And that's when John said, I must decrease. He must increase. I'm not the Messiah. He's the Messiah. I'm not worthy to stoop down and fix his shoe latchet. I couldn't even tie his shoes. I'm not even worthy to do that. Let's get it straight. I know who I am, and I'm not trying to make myself anything I'm not. This isn't about boosting yourself up. This isn't about you walking around all proud. 
Uh, this is about humility and subjection. Blessed are the poor in spirit. That's your human spirit. You know, you're not all full of yourself. And so he told them that they were to believe on him which should come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. Never read one moment, minutes of argument whatsoever. Is the water ready? Let's do it. And they were baptized. That is, they were rebaptized in the name, right here, Acts 19 and 5, of Jesus Christ. And it was for the remission of their sins, because that's what baptism is for. It's not just for you to get wet. You don't go down a dry center and come up a wet one. We don't want that. Okay? Somebody said tonight to change. Well, that's a good change. And, and that's the change we want worked in us through the Spirit of the living God who has this one gospel, the death, the burial, the resurrection. He died for sin. You and I repent and we die to sin because we cut it off. We stop it. We turn away from it by His grace because without His grace, we don't, we don't get anything. That's what's made it possible, okay? For by grace, He taught the church later, for by grace are you saved, that not of yourself. Oh, and not by works of righteousness either. You know, you better study what kind of works don't save you. Some people uh, never do get down to that subject matter, all right? Not by works of righteousness, not by works of the law, for an example. These are the kind of works and the works of the flesh don't save you. That's the kind of works that don't save you. But there is a works to go with your faith because the Bible said you were to bring forth a work meet and worthy of repentance. Repentance demands that you bring forth some work here, that you've got to put some effort here to cut off sin, to cut off the wrong thing out of your life. Everybody said amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. So then the Bible said when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, they received the Holy Ghost. They spake with tongues and they even prophesied. Let me tell you something. You want to get this one gospel, this death, you repent. This burial, you get baptized. We're buried with Christ in baptism. And you get the gift of the Holy Ghost, receiving the power of the resurrection. You walk with him. You fellowship him in the power of the resurrection spirit. You hear me? He died. He was buried. And he rose again on the third day the same spirit that withdrew from that body re-entered that body on the third day that one great eternal God that chose to be kind enough in our wickedness in our evil minds he loved us as we are that's why it said God who is a spirit so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that is the flesh that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life amen you don't take John 3.16 and throw out a whole host of other scriptures. You're supposed to believe them all in subject matter. And if you get a lock, then keep studying until you find the key that will open that lock. Amen and amen. Everybody said praise the Lord. Believe me when I tell you, you can remain standing. That the, uh, Even though I feel like I could preach an hour right now, I will try to be conscious of the time. Does look dark out there. Everybody said hallelujah. Beware when the days are longer. Give God a big hand. Come on. Amen. Amen and amen and amen. And amen. You remember, God is constant and God ain't changing. 
what he has put in his word is forever settled in heaven. And if you add to it, then you're looking for a whole lot of plagues to be added to your life. And if you take from it, well, there goes your name out of the Lamb's book of life. And you don't want that. Everybody said, praise the Lord. Somebody said, uh, Brother Chuck, somebody said that they didn't want to go to heaven. Their religion teaches them not to go to heaven. But I'm pretty sure they claim that, you know, they refer to him as Jehovah God, the Father. I believe the Bible said, our Father which art in heaven. So when somebody don't want to go to heaven, that means they don't want to be with God. I don't want to go to heaven. I don't want to be with him. I don't want to be with him wherever he's going to be. And the book said, Our Father which art in heaven. That eternal spirit who came in the flesh, who gave his hitherto for unspoken name that he said is above every other name. I want to be baptized in that name. I, I want it said over me. Upon the profession of your faith, I now baptize you in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said amen. And it is for the remission, meaning the full pardon of all of your sins. Many people run to the governor and want a, a declaration and a signature that they have been forgiven of all of their crimes. Well, you better know that he is the governor. And it takes his name to get rid of all your dirt. And I'm so glad I had a lot of dirt. And I'm glad he carted it off with the greatest and biggest and best way. And that was his own blood. His own blood. Amen. Everybody said hallelujah. Well, give the Lord another big hand. Let's sing. Come on, let's lift our hearts with our hands and love them. In the name of Jesus Christ, we lift our hearts with our hands. I praise you, holy God. And I thank you because your word tells me, Jesus, that you are the everlasting Father. You are the Prince of Peace. You are the Wonderful and the Counselor and the Mighty God. I thank you, I thank you, and I praise you. Jesus, oh, yeah. Jesus. something special. Oh, yeah. Supernatural. Oh, yeah. About your name. Your name. Jesus. Come on. Oh, no. 